full details of FDF webinars, including our online convention, visit fdf.org.uk. FDF, passionate about food and drink. Welcome to the latest edition of the Food and Drink Federation's podcast, Passionate About Food and Drink. My name is Pete Robertson and I'm the Acting Director of FDF Cymru, where we harness our industry contribution on behalf of Welsh food and drink manufacturers. Today I'm joined by Bobby Manesh to discuss the opportunities in Wales to implement technology in food and drink packaging. Bobby leads the Food, Drink and Packaging Strategy Team at the Advanced Manufacturing Research Centre Cymru, AMRC for short. Bobby previously worked at the University of Chester and Wrexham Glyndwr University as a Programme Leader in Manufacturing engineering and specialised in manufacturing processes. Previous to his university positions, Bobby spent time as a research and development engineer in the oil and gas industry, working on projects related to gas processing and heat transfer. Welcome, Bobby. What made you embark on a career in technology? Always been interested in technology and always been interested in to see how things work. I think from my early memories, uh, if anything, mechanical or electrical broken home, I was quite keen and quick to dismantle it and try and understand how things worked inside that. And I think I remember a couple of instances where I took apart the things which were working and unfortunately I broke them to try and figure out what was happening inside. But it's all part of the learning curve I found. Growing up in the 80s and 90s, computers and the internet was a big theme in my life as well. So I spent a lot of time learning how to program computers I even did a little bit of a simple programming of games as well, which was a lot of fun at the time, I remember. Really, all this led to me undertaking a degree in engineering, which has given me the key skills and understanding to develop new technology now. So so obviously the development new technology, it's interesting you tell that story. You've just reminded me of, of my time playing with my evil Knievel toy and rubbing the rubbing the underneath to make sure it would jump. Anyway, that's another matter. In terms <laughs> of, uh, in terms of you talked about taking it on to innovation then, what is it about innovation that really excites you? Innovation to me is really problem solving. So it, to me, it's about using technology to solve problems and I really enjoy solving problems. So it's either you're taking an existing technology and adapting it, or maybe you're adapting, advancing an emerging technology to solve a practical problem. Uh, and it's that all unknown. So you, 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 you'll come across a new challenge and you don't know what the solution is. And it's that process of trying to find a solution and innovating a solution. Sometimes it could be quite a complicated, innovative solution. Sometimes it could be something that's quite obvious once you realise it. But the fulfilment of seeing that actually in process uh, and actually being delivered at the end is where I really get a lot of satisfaction. So, yeah, it's really, it's a good good part of the engineering cycle to be part of. And I think it's, for me anyway, it's the most exciting part, um, working with people to understand their challenges and trying to see what technology and what, what new things we can bring to the table that they may have not have seen before. So, so taking that experience and that, that passion and energy that's coming through from what you, as you're talking to us now, in terms of AMRC itself, what do you see as the key benefits to our industry in Wales? Myself and the other engineers are all very keen and very, very excited about technology and we we, we take time and, and effort to learn about all the technologies that are available and how they can be adapted to a particular industry. And we can work with companies in terms of de-risking that technology and innovation. So many companies will, may be aware of some interesting emerging technology, but don't always know how that can be applicable to them or how they would go about introducing that into their process. And that's something that you know, we're really keen to get involved with and de-risking that so companies understand. And we can provide a clear route to innovation as well. That makes business sense. 
that's the key thing is we're, we're not looking for innovation for innovation's sake. We're looking for innovation that delivers for businesses. So we're looking for innovation that drives up efficiency and productivity within, within an organization. But ultimately, we want to increase innovation in the sector with the ultimate aim of attracting new investment into Wales and having Wales as a uh, real place to come in terms of innovation within the sector. So you, you mentioned at the start of that, that comment about the team that you've got. What sort of scale of team do you have in Wales? Well, we're new to Wales, so AMRC has a, a large operation in Sheffield, but we're new to Wales. We have a, a modest team of uh, 15 at the moment, and already we're seeing we're running at full capacity and we're supporting industry really well and we're getting a lot of support from government as well. We've developed a partnership with uh, Food and Drink Federation Cymru as well and we currently have just about to go out adverts for five new engineering roles to support the sector and I think we can probably safely say that we'll probably double those numbers again in the next two years or so. So we've seen a lot of growth here and it's really exciting time to be part of this journey where we can really uh, offer a lot of new support that hasn't been available to Wales in this format before through through the uh, University Catapult Network. So obviously uh, we have got a joint project which is you know great with the FDF coming and AMRC working together to try and move this agenda forward which is terrific and I'm really enjoying already learning a hell of a lot. In terms of the project that we've got it's obviously split into four main sections um, in terms of replacing plastics, reducing waste, automation and harnessing data. Now they are obviously four four titles, great. Maybe you could bring a bit of that to life in terms of the practical type, uh, types of solutions each one could provide for business. Yeah, so the, the first one you mentioned about the uh, plastic challenge, I think we probably can all resonate with that, whether, whether you're involved with it or not, we've all got a part to play in that. So that's really a, a key topic for us. And it's, and it's about the trying to come at it from different angles because um, there isn't a single solution, unfortunately. But we can offer support in numerous ways and that may be looking for alternatives, that may be some compostable packaging alternatives and we work with partners within Wales to, to see if that's a, a viable option. It may be agri-fibre packaging where possible, so another alternative material. But it may also be a design of new type of packaging or a new type of philosophy. So it could be deposit return schemes, single use uh, return plastics, uh, or maybe a case of increasing the recycling rates by better sorting and separate segregation at your local municipal uh, sorting facilities, where we including technology within there. And, and that technology can include things like um, artificial intelligence and machine learning, which is really exciting, actually, that we can help towards that plastic challenge. Uh, and again, reducing waste, this is a huge topic and it can cover many aspects from reducing water waste, ingredient waste, reducing food waste to, to, to landfill. Uh, and we can help again in a number of ways there. So one aspect may be doing a, a computer simulation model of the factory process and we can look to see what if scenarios. So in that computer simulation model, we can try out different things without any risk at all. Uh, and we can see how that plays out and see what sort of effect that has on the business and maybe the introduction of some advanced automation, play around to see how that works and what sort of payback time you'd realise on such a such a new activity uh, in terms of reduced waste or increased efficiency. And that may, may be, when we talk about reduced waste, it's not just material, it may be wasted labour time as well. So we can use technology to increase the training time for the new operatives. Uh, you, you may have a quite high turnover on some some of the aspects of your process and we can help to reduce that time not just 
eliminate the labor entirely. Uh, and I think, well, automation, I think um, you're probably all familiar with some sort of automation, whether you have any automation in your process or not, you understand what that may look like. We, we really want to look at is not necessarily the fast throughput automation that you may well be experts in your own area in that side, but where may, maybe where there is automation, which is typically being quite difficult and you've used um, people to to undertake a quite a dexterous task that requires some sort of visual confirmation that has happened. So an easy example would be putting a cherry on top of a cake. Cherry is quite a delicate little uh, item and it needs to, needs to ensure you've placed it correctly for quality purposes. Typically that would have been quite a difficult um, operation for a robot and you wouldn't necessarily seen the payback. But with um, the new collaborative style robots with force feedback sensors and the cost of robotics coming down dramatically within the last five to ten years uh, that really is a viable option now uh, and of course a robot can run 24 hours a day without uh, any needing any breaks or anything like that so that's that's one area uh, and finally what harnessing data so this is one that maybe more advanced companies are thinking about but it's somewhere where huge benefits can be gathered so quite often companies are gathering data already maybe they're not using it and maybe it's just for the very basic quality conformance checking maybe stop controlling but really this data can be used for the simulation and um, put through some sort of uh, artificial intelligence programming and you can use that then to really drive forward innovation in your process that that may be as simple as um, changing the route a, a trolley takes through the factory it may be changing shift times to improve improve yield uh, and again these things can be done offline so you're not risking your production process until you're confident it's going to have a payback and then we can support you to implement that. Crikey, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went a bit too quick there. But. No, you're okay. It's fascinating stuff. The scale of the opportunities is, and the challenge we have is to try and synthesize that into, into a way that the industry can grasp it and understand it, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many potential examples and really every company it's bespoke in what they're doing and they have their particular challenges, even if they're making the same product as the company down the road, they'll be quite often doing it in a slightly different way and their challenges may be slightly different. So that's one of the great things about uh, the food and drink sector is that it's so diverse and so many different processes. There's so many opportunities to really uh, improve efficiency and, uh, and productivity there. I spoke a little bit about the AMRC and my role of AMRC and I'd be quite interested to know a little bit more about yourself, Pete. You've got over 20 years in Welsh manufacturing and you're quite new to the role in Food and Drink Federation Cymru. Uh, what do you think your thoughts are so far and where do you think you see FDF Cymru in the future? Uh, well, it was interesting because when I start, started in the role in April, um, and I, I, like every new role, it's a lot to learn. It's a completely different sector uh, in terms of the stakeholders, who were making the policy, what were the needs of the members, because very much a trade, the FDF is a trade association, that had to be in focus. FDF Cymru did have a platform in Wales, in fact we were members, so what I wanted to do is I approached it to identify how we should evolve. It, the idea was for it to be distinct, proactive, constructive and actually play a role in the food and drink sector. Uh, as a, In my previous role as managing director, we were a member of FDF and actually contributed to the food and drink sector, so I was fortunate to come from a start point where I had some key connections in place so I could actually build on the FDF position and integrate pretty quickly. Um, but obviously you've got to listen, and one of the things that 
did was I tried to listen, work with the, the sector to deliver what FDF was doing in support of Wales, but I was very fortunate, industry exports, people welcoming me in, government contacts, and of course the FDF team itself, which was, was great to move into a new business, young, energetic, hungry people, which really helped me reflect on the role of what FDF companies should play. Um, whilst all of that was going on, obviously, the political landscape evolved significantly in the last six months. I mean, Welsh government weren't necessarily that um, relevant to the Welsh people. Now they are. And they've actually, they've crucially shown confidence to take their own path. And food is a devolved policy. So for me, that's a significant development that really much confirms that FDF Cymru has never really been more relevant and more needed. So, so I put all that together, chucked it all in, in, in the mixer and came up with four main focus areas that I feel are important. The first one is a member organisation, is member support. Now, I'm an ex-customer services manager, so I come from a customer care, advice, signposting, communications, but also understanding the challenges, which is critical for what we're trying to do in terms of understanding what our mem members need. Wales has a very active food and drink industry that I found. Very active. It has a unique, in the UK, set of cluster members where they've evolved off a range of sectors that pull hundreds of businesses together. But from an FDF company point of view, we, we wanted to work with yourselves and we're delighted to have that partnership with yourselves. But I've also kicked off a, a special interest group from to try and harness the, the perspectives of the multinational uh, manufacturers to make sure we, the Welsh Government are fed with that, their requirements and their needs. The second, third one then is about shaping policy. If you're working within an environment, but not just shaping policy from the food division, we wanted to look further out. So it's about uh, manufacturing policy, there's been consultations, circular economy, apprenticeships are different in Wales. The way that supply financial support packages are put together are different in Wales. And then the fourth strand really, Bobby, is, is about marketing the sector. You know, I want to be in a vibrant, thriving sector that contributes to the, the benefits of operating in Wales and showcases that. And so from that point of view, they are the, the four main areas that we, I wanted to I'm going to focus on moving forward. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. I mean, there's a lot going on in Wales. You, you, you explained a few points there and, and, this, and, this, and the, uh, the cluster groups, the other opportunities. So what do you see the opportunities for the sector in Wales working with AMRC? The first, the first item, the plastic challenge is very much at the forefront. You know, FDF, we also have another uh, automation committee that is looking at that from a sector perspective. And the first thing they talk about is plastic and whether it's alternative to plastics or um, requirements. I mean, it's, it's a classic scenario where this, the consumers are driving retailers, are driving employees, are driving government policy, are driving the industry to embrace this challenge to seek solutions around the whole plastic topic. I mean, one interesting thing that someone told me was plastic to a certain degree is a victim of its own success because it's an incredibly useful and versatile material in protecting food and keeping people safe. However, the research that you guys are doing and the capability you have, I think there's going to be a huge demand of that. And not just in one sector of um, the food and the food and subsectors across the piece for multiple uses. I come from an age, I share my age, I come from an age where you, when you wanted to analyse a process, you did a, what was called a brown paper exercise. <laughs> uh, when you showed me, thanks very much for laughing, when you showed me the discrete event simulation tool, it's basically a brown paper exercise that moves and shakes and creates digital pictures of people and processes. And I think that's a, a real eye opener because it's 
I think one of the keys to the technologies is going to be about making it accessible to people. So we've had previous discussions and you want you know how excited I am about the versatility of virtual and augmented reality. It's, it's not, not necessarily what it can do, but it's how easy it is to implement. I saw an architect stand somewhere in the womb and show them, show them a transformed house. And I really understood the power of that technology in our setting. It's about trainings, it's inductions, it's, you know, remote working online where you've got an engineer at a different site, the one who knows how to do it, and all these various different things. All about that is improving efficiency. And so in, term, in, in terms of the automation side of things, obviously quite a lot of our larger businesses will have inverted commas robots. And it's interesting, you, you look quite a lot of factories and, and quite often in the latter stages of, of packaging to warehousing, you start to see a certain form of robots. But actually what you're talking about is a completely different level of that. And it's a talking about going further back the, the, the manufacturing chain and I actually think you touched on it earlier about business resilience that's that's going to be a massive topic and I think automation is going to have a huge part to play in that and the final one uh, for me really is about the, the harnessing of the data I think I think that's where I mean I was, I, when we first sat, sat down and chatted and I tried to understand industry 4.0 and everyone sort of, and then starts to bombard you with this terminology but when someone explains to you that they analyse the data within their product analyse the mix of their ingredients then what they were able to sell it to got the yields and the prices and then be able to improve those yields and prices to make them more money and make the, the product more valuable they are starting to talk about harnessing of data so I think that I think there's some 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 really specific fantastic opportunities and actually from the landscape point of view productivity in Wales is actually sadly poorly behind the rest of the UK and the UK isn't exactly a shining star either so from that point of view I think that there's a huge number of businesses large and small that will really be keen to get involved in this and, and our job is to try and make it easy for them to access it. Um, yes it's great to hear how excited you are about the technology and how it can really support Wales increased productivity uh, and it Wales is sadly lacking at the minute but like you say that just gives us more opportunity for growth. So how will you, you take this excitement and enthusiasm for technology and build industry engagement and create that project pipeline? I think to, to me, to me, the, the, the key approach really is to understand, is to, is to find the businesses initially who, who understand they have a need to innovate and they have the appetite to follow it through. They might necess not necessarily know what they need to innovate, but they recognise they need to move forward. And our role really initially is to seek those guys out, help them tackle the challenges that we can uncover together. For me, it's very much a partnership. Obviously, we're putting this equipment in place, we're building the facilities, but what's really important is industry tell us what their challenges are so that we can then solve them, rather than we identify what we can deliver to them and try and implement those particular solutions. And that's why I'm really excited about the approach you we're taking, Bobby, and, and some of the tools and techniques that you, you've shared with me because, because of that reason. It, it's actually a, a journey. In terms of how we want to do it, I've, I've basically, Effectively, there's three phases. Welsh Government has put a couple of million quid into, into a facility, into a facility to develop bespoke materials, and that will be on stream, up and running, March, April, depending roughly that timetable. So effectively, our first phase is to kick off before that. We get out to reach the sector, we talk to FDF members, we talk to the clusters, we target all industry partners that I know you've already been speaking to, and we continue to do that to identify insight projects where we can explore and validate solutions through a range of technologies. So the first thing we try and do is get as much of that intelligence as we can. Effectively, that's the kickoff phase. I know this is about daft. In terms of terminology, you, we then have a kick-on phase. 
So effectively, we've got the equipment, it's installed, we can then start to bring things to life. We can start showing them, we can do showcase events, we can bring people in, they can work on our technology, we can work on their technology. And I think that's a real kick on stage. And then the final stage or the third part of that is effectively, ideally what we're looking to create is a, a continuous cycle. So our cycle of we deal with the businesses, we find the opportunity, we proactively engage with them, they've got projects, then we get new opportunities, that creates more interest and we create a cycle where we're genuinely bringing in new partners, whether it's research partners or applied technology partners. So. Effectively, that's what we're looking to do, um, and I'm con- I'm conscious of time, and I really appreciate the amount of time you, you've, you've given us, Bobby. But I suppose if there were three things in all of that that we've we've had a chat about, if there were three things that you felt people should take away, what would you think they would be? Well, we did cover a lot of that. Hopefully, we uh, our listeners can engage with uh, what we've talked about. But really, I hope they can see that that our partnership goal is to help the food and drink sector in Wales access advanced technologies that we hope will drive improvements in productivity, performance and quality. Secondly, we're here to support companies navigate the technology landscape, innovate new solutions, target a more resilient and sustainable growth business plan. And finally, I think we're very fortunate in Wales to have fantastic support from the government through Food and Drink Wales and the innovation team and from the expertise Wales and amongst other funding routes available in Wales. And we can really support you access that funding and help you to decide where and you should really concentrate your efforts in developing your processes. Okay, that's terrific. And I think that is a really important point to say we're one piece, we're one part of a jigsaw puzzle and there's a lot of, there's a lot of potential support there. Uh, I suppose I'll just close now to say if anyone wants to find out any more, please contact myself, Pete.Robertson at fdf.org.uk or the, the modern world is type AMRC Cymru into your browser and you'll probably see what you need to see there. Thank you for listening to this FDF podcast. FDF is the voice of the food and drink industry, supporting our members with the expertise to develop, grow and strengthen their business. To learn more about how we can help your business, contact us at members.inquiries at fdf.org.uk. There's no better time to become an FDF member.